On the Christian calendar, All Saints Day is officially recognized on November 1st. But here at Selwyn today, we are going to recognize this special day as Nancy just mentioned to the kids. But what is All Saints Day and why celebrate it? Well, I found this from the companion to the book of worship, and I'm paraphrasing here. It is a time that we celebrate all those through the ages who have faithfully served the Lord and, and the sacrifices that they made. Those who kept the faith during some of the darkest periods of history, who faithfully took the gospel to the ends of the earth, and those who witness to the justice and peace of our Lord. This day should also remind us, just as God was with those then, those who have passed, God is with us today, guiding us and reassuring us as we are led through God's creation to God's end. It is also a time in the local church where we recognize those faithful parishioners, the friends and friends of friends, who have entered the church triumphant this past year. We are to remember the many ways that they contributed to our lives and to the life of the church. Now, as you listen to the reading of this text, think about this. Could it be that Jesus' message for us, taken from the Beatitudes, is preparing us, encouraging us, to address the needs of the many? I think we can answer that in the affirmative. Could it be that Jesus is giving us instructions and teaching on how we should act as Christian brothers and sisters? Again, that's an easy question to answer. But could it be that if we follow these directions, these instructions, these teachings of Jesus, could it be that we are headed for sainthood? I'll let you answer that yourselves. Now, let's listen to our text this morning from Luke 6, verses 20 through 31. And then he looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for the kingdom, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven. For that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you will receive, you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. But I say to you that, listen, love your enemy. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. 
Pray for those who abuse you. And if anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And if anyone takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I remember my mother coming home from a funeral many years ago, and when I asked about the funeral, she said, oh, oh, the church was lovely. The funeral home did a wonderful job. You know Mary Ann. She does a wonderful job with, this, with funerals. The flowers were lovely, and there was a good crowd. And then she paused, and her tone changed. And she looked at me, and she said, but you know, when that preacher started preaching, you'd have thought that man was a saint. Now let me clarify. My mother was not a hateful person. She just had an opinion and she expressed it on occasion. When I began thinking about this text, what I kept coming back to was how I might define a saint. Now obviously we have the text to follow, but if that isn't enough, there are many definitions of sainthood. One I found some time ago was written by William Stringfellow, an author and lay theologian. He wrote, quote, those men and women who relish the events of life as a gift and who realize that the only way to honor such a gift is to give it away. As a pastor, I have, on many occasions, I've had the opportunity to conduct funeral services for individuals who truly understood their gift and what it meant to give it away. The more I got to know those individuals, the more I learned about their love and their compassion, their service for the poor, and their joy in serving. They could have easily been called a saint, per Stringfellow's definition. Maybe this definition describes some of the folks that we will recognize today in this service. How many times have you heard people say, oh, he was such a saint? Or you hear folks say, he had to have been a saint to show that much compassion. I would like for us to think just a moment about persons in our life who have guided us and who have kept us moving on the right path, the right direction, on the path of righteousness. Who helped us through difficult situations. But most of all, those who understood that their gift was meant to give away. After I read through this text, I found several divisions in these 11 verses that one might recognize. We have Jesus teaching the disciples about the value that God places on the poor, the hungry, and those who have been humiliated. 
and the blessing that awaits them. Jesus talks about the poor throughout his ministry. In fact, in some translations, the term poor is used over 2,000 times. Jesus' first sermon was taken from Isaiah 61, where he tells those assembled that he came, quote, to bring good news to the poor. Jesus tells us in the first verse that the kingdom of God will be theirs no matter how long they've suffered, no matter how suffering, how, how the pain was that they had to experience. They will be blessed. And the weeping that they experienced will turn to laughter. That is the promise that Jesus makes. But the section of the text that I have spent long hours or, or, or days working with people over, probably the most difficult is this. Love your enemy. Do good to those who hate you. Pray for those who curse you, who cheat you, who abuse you. When they strike you, turn the other cheek. If they take your coat, give them your shirt also. And always give to those who beg. You know, this is hard for us to stomach, isn't it? This is not what the world teaches us. We are to fight back. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But you know, when we surrender and we fight hate with hate, all we are doing is giving others power over us. We are allowing them to change our world view of humanity, to change how we will interact with those who we might have a different opinion with. Jesus has already, in the sixth chapter of Luke, had several confrontations with the religious establishment these, these confrontations dealt with what you do on the Sabbath. But Jesus did not step back, did not become angry, did not argue, did not change his message. Jesus has set an example for all of us to follow. And if we can follow it, our reward will await us in the kingdom. Further along this point, years ago in my business career, I worked for a German company. I was working with a man in a, in a location away from our corporate office who was Jewish. Now, I knew he was Jewish. But what surprised me was that one day when I was working with him, I saw numbers tattooed on his arm. He must have looked at my expression and he said, oh yeah, he said, I was a prisoner. He said, I lost my wife and my daughter in that camp. He said, I was just lucky. He told me he'd forgiven the German people years ago. And he got close to me and he said, after all, 
what good would come from me carrying around all that hate and anger? This man might have been a Jew, but he certainly understood Jesus' teachings of mercy and grace. He had a gift, and he gave it away. Then Jesus, continuing, continuing on our text, Jesus offers a warning to the rich, to those who have plenty, everything life has to offer. It is due to their wealth that they will never experience hunger. They will never be excluded. They will never lose their position in society. But Jesus tells his disciples that the rich have already received their comfort and their reward. You know, wealth does provide many nice things. I mean, there's no question about it. And it provides some security for the moment. But it is only temporary. Plus, it can give one a false outlook on life. Wealth can also become a distraction. A distraction because it causes one to become too worried and to focus only on their wealth instead of focusing on Jesus Christ. Focusing on the poor, the hungry, the homeless, the immigrant, and so on. Perhaps the better way to understand these teachings of Jesus and his ministry is we need to know Jesus. We need to travel with Jesus. We need to go where Jesus went and to care for the poor. And we need to feed the hungry. And we need to stand up against all injustices and minister to the oppressed. What has been a, an accepted way of life that was practiced in Jesus' day had to change. And Jesus was that change. Today, for us, following the Beatitudes, being a Christian and living a Christian life is not easy. We know that. It's not easy following these teachings and working towards sainthood. Some will tell you working towards sainthood is impossible. The world has an accepted way that we function, and if we try to change it, are we not acting as Jesus did? Jesus told us on many different occasions throughout Scripture that the first will be last and the last will be first. That's what he's saying here. This text is clear. It's time to, to pay attention and to care for the poor. It's time to feed the hungry, to support the oppressed, and to love our enemies. We cannot rationalize this text and say, oh, it doesn't apply to me. We can't say things like, I don't hate anybody but I don't want to sit next to so-and-so. For me personally, 
I think we can achieve these beatitudes, but it all starts with love. When we love, caring for the poor is a joy. When we love, feeding the hungry is just natural. When we love, we run to the oppressed and we offer comfort to those who mourn. And when we love, our wealth does not get in the way of doing the things that Jesus has taught us to do. And finally, when we love, truly love God's people and God's creation, maybe, just maybe we are on our way to sainthood. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Friends, this is a joyful feast for the people of God who come from the east and the west and the north and the south. The promise of this sacrifice is that all the citizens of God's realm in Christ will feast forever in glory. This is the Lord's table. It's his dinner party, his abundance, his grace spread across time. Here we gather with the communion of saints and all are invited to this foretaste of the age to come. The Lord be with you. Also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed and praise. It is indeed right to give our thanks and praise. We praise you joining our voices with all the people of faith of every time and place who forever sing to the glory of your name. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might. Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. O God, out of your great love, you sent one who was more than a witness, Jesus Christ, your only Son, our Savior. Born of Mary, he lived among us, sharing our joys and our sorrows, even suffering the pains of death. By your power, he was raised from the dead and is now seated on your right hand above every name that is named, not only in this age, but in the age to come. So in remembrance of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give thanks and reign of love and grace on earth as it is in heaven. In union with Christ's offering for us, we live out the mystery of the faith we proclaim. Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. Let us continue in prayer. We give thanks to thee, O Lord, for all saints and servants of thine who have done justly, loved mercy, and walked humbly with their God. For all the high and holy ones who have wrought wonders and been shining lights in the world, we thank thee. For all the meek and lowly ones who have earnestly sought thee in darkness and held fast their faith in trial, 
and done good unto all humans as they had opportunity. We thank thee, especially for those women and men whom we have known and loved, who by their patient obedience and self-denial, steadfast hope and helpfulness in trouble, have shown the same mind that was in Christ Jesus. We bless thy holy name. As they have comforted and upheld our souls, grant us grace to follow in their steps and at last to share with them in the inheritance of the saints in light through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. We remember, honor, and celebrate the gifts of life of the following persons who have died this last year and now share the glory of God, which is eternal life, and the communion of saints. John H. Hartley, here with us. Alleluia. Thomas T. Moore, Jr. Here with us. Alleluia. Jane Kelly, here with us. Alleluia. Austin Cooper Horn, here, here with, with us, Alleluia. Steve Rinalda, here, here with, with us, Alleluia. James Aiken, here, here with, with us, Alleluia. Brenda Rinalda, here, here with us, Alleluia. Alan E. Collins, here with, here with us, us. Alleluia. Myrna Linker Robinson, here, here with, with us, us. Alleluia. George Steele Dewey III, here, here with, with us, us. Alleluia. Nancy Vaughn Swanks, here, here with, with us. us. Alleluia. Robert Heigel. Here with, here with us. us. Alleluia. Teddy Nicholson. Here, here with, with us. us. Alleluia. Bryant McDermott. Here with, here with us. us. Alleluia. Mary Ratcliffe Frimmer. Here, Here with, with us, Alleluia. Blair Olmstead. Here, Here with, with us, Alleluia. Gary David Perkio. Here, Here with, with us, Alleluia. Michael Spano. Here with, with us, Alleluia. Dottie Winkenwerder Roseberry, here, here with, with us, us. Alleluia. Mary Gibby Lee, here, here with, with us, us. Alleluia. Gary Matushak, here with here us, with Alleluia. Us. Clara Turrentine, here, here with, with us. us. Alleluia. Norma Skinner Holt, here with, here with us. us. Alleluia. 
Reverend Dr. Homer Craig Pfeiffer, Jr. Here with Here us. Hallelujah. Barbara Flynn Bowles. Here, Here with, with us. Alleluia. Robert Walter Cottom, Sr. Here with us. Alleluia. Silently, we also remember, honor, and celebrate the gift of life of other loved ones, other friends and associates who have died and entered the glory of our Lord, which is eternal life. Finally, we pray you to bring us, O Lord God, at our last awakening into the house and gate of heaven, to enter into the gate and dwell in that house, where there shall be no darkness, nor dazzling, but one equal light, no noise nor silence, but one equal music, no fears nor hopes, but one equal possession, no ends nor beginnings, but one equal eternity. And the habitations of your glory and dominion, world without end. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and, and forgive, forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night of his arrest, he took bread. And after giving thanks, he broke it. And he offered it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup. He said, This is the cup of the new covenant sealed in my blood for the forgiveness of sins. Every time you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you declare the saving death of our risen Lord until he comes again. So come, eat. The table is for you. Today we will partake in communion um, by passing plates. And so when you receive your piece of bread or your cup of juice, we ask that you, you keep it with you until all have been served. And then we will all eat together. This is the table of the people of God.
the body of Christ given for you.
the cup of salvation poured for you. Let us pray. Gracious God, and may we who have received the sacrament live in the unity of your Holy Spirit, that we may show forth your gifts to all the world. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Friends, our Lord loves a cheerful giver. Let us present our tithes and offerings to God.
Will you pray with me? Holy One, in gratitude for all you give us, including those who have gone before us, we offer you these gifts and ask you to bless and multiply them. May they become the good work and word that comforts and strengthens both our hearts and the hearts of others. Amen. hymn to end our worship service on today. Thank you for your beautiful music today. Friends, 
with love in your heart, all things are possible. All things. Be sanctified. And remember, one day somebody's going to say something for you, and you don't want that person out there saying something like my mother. <laughs> so now may the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and give you peace now and forevermore.